Hi, you're listening to Pink Space Dream with Beck. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been recording a lot this weekend, and I told myself I wasn't going to record today because I knew I was going to have guests on this weekend. And um, I told myself that today was going to be a day of rest. And so I tried that. And I tried uh, being very in the moment and and trying different self-care strategies. Um, but... I don't know, it it just, uh, I didn't get the release that I wanted, even from some of my favorite, from my favorite activities. So I wanted to record as a way of just kind of processing my, uh, my headspace right now. And I'm not necessarily in a bad headspace, it's just that there's a lot going on in there. So I'd like to use recording as an opportunity and talking it out loud as a way to sort it out. And... I also think it's okay not to be 100%. Um, I know that, you know, everybody has has those days where nothing in particular bad happens. It's just things feel a little wonky and that's okay. Um, (laughs) And I want others to know it's okay to to be feeling that way. You know, when you don't necessarily have a reason to be upset, um, but you just feel a a little off, which is okay. And so I wanted to take this episode to to process that. Um, if you hear me kind of shifting around, I am, you know, on my on my uh, my hail mary of self care. So I'm just sitting on my bed with a hot tea in my hand. Um, the hot tea is kind of like my my go to to where it's like, this is what I really really need uh, in order to just be still for a moment. And I think that's what my head needs right now is just to to be still and reflect. I had a slip of the tongue my last podcast episode where I said that I view myself today more as an extrovert than an introvert, which I meant to say the other way around, but you know, I'm human, I make mistakes, but for some reason that was really on my mind today as far as, well, do I know I'm an introvert? When a lot of people meet me, they assume that I'm an extrovert, just because I am willing to get out of my shell and talk to people and make them feel welcome. And kind of like I said last episode, a lot of that is because I appreciate when people do the same for me, despite that it is out of my comfort zone for sure. And so I just, I got kind of wrapped up in this affirmation as far as what I am and being able to to label myself, which was just frustrating in itself because at some point I realized I shouldn't care this much about labeling myself. Um, And then I just decided, just duh, do the research. And um, just just kind of as I I thought, I was looking through um, this one website. Well, I looked at a couple different websites, but my favorite was called verywellmind.com. And this article is how you can tell that you're an introvert. And um, they had this infographic that I thought was really great. And so it said that some common signs are um, having a small group of close friends, which is true for the most part. Um, I would say that, though, because of my religion and my spirituality and how they work together, I'm incredibly involved in my uh, community in the Catholic Church. And through that, I work a lot with, like, teens and young adults, and I've found that because of the setting 
we're really vulnerable and honest with each other just kind of from the get-go and it's just been easier to find close relationships that way um, despite that I don't know that I'm not necessarily an extrovert it's just easier to in that setting it's just kind of like a different a different world and it really gives me perspective but I can do more of a deep dive on my faith another day and another thing I found in this infographic um, this is kind of a really big one being around too many people drains your energy and that is huge for me um, I definitely have to work up the nerve to go out with other people or or I don't mind going out with other people but I usually like to call it early or I have to like push myself to like keep going or not you know especially if I go with Marcos um, I don't like to be the one that that ends the fun early um, despite that I just I get so tired easily especially just around people and one of the things that I've noticed from from counseling um, and looking out for my own triggers, one of the things that puts me in a, in a bad headspace, in a negative headspace, is people overlapping each other in voices, uh, kind of fighting for the spotlight to talk, or just kind of a lot of side conversations going on at once. Um, that's one that I've realized is, like, huge for me, which is funny because I work in a classroom, but... Um, you know, with, you know, a good teacher can manage that. <laughs> and then another one that I saw is people think you're quiet and may find it difficult to get to know you. This one I get mixed reviews on. Um, there are a lot of people that, because maybe I am in that, you know, Catholic church setting and I feel more myself, um, they find it easy to, to talk to me or to see that I'm not quiet. Um, <laughs> Uh, and in the workplace though, I'm definitely seen as qu the quiet one and I don't know. It, I think it's just, maybe it's the trauma, Ooh. um, <laughs> in a, as broad as I can be, I've had a lot of, I guess, negative experiences with different jobs to where now when I enter in a new place, I like to get a feel for the space I'm in before I fully, you know, get comfortable with everyone. And I don't know if I'll ever be comfortable with everyone, which is totally fine. Um, but sometimes I, I, I'll hear from, like, the different, like, administration that I report to on, like, my, my interview. We have, like, a grade level team. And so they'll tell me that I seemed like the perfect fit because I mellow out the other... <laughs> the other teacher with me which is funny because I feel like I definitely and when it comes to teaching I'm not mellow uh, with my kids but with adults I am with people my age I can be and the last point I want to make off this infographic is that it says you enjoy solitude and I absolutely do um, nothing beats just being with myself taking a big old nap or um, binge watching tv or just playing video games on my own, um, that's definitely my comfort zone. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't even mind sharing that with, like, small groups of people. So maybe, like, I can handle, like, being with, like, three other people before I got, like, overwhelmed, um, before it feels too much like a social gathering. 
And the next point I wanted to bring up is that I actually found on the same website uh, an infographic for common signs of extroverts. So I kind of wanted to go through these and analyze the, these as well. The first point I wanted to talk about is that it says you're often described as friendly and approachable, which is something that I definitely am. And a lot of people do tell me this about myself. So maybe that's one of the things that does give me extrovert qualities. So, hey, I learned something about myself. Pretty cool. The next one says that uh, I solve problems through discussion. And that's kind of true to an extent. When it comes to my daily life in the workplace, no, not at all. Um, with my own kids, yeah, because that's just good conflict resolution. But when it comes to me and my own coworkers or even my bosses, if I have a question about something or I come across a problem and uh, I just feel like the email jitters are so real. Um, I, I was just drilled in college. If you're going to send an email, it has to be incredibly formal. This is what it needs to look like. And it just looks like a whole ordeal, which it is. <laughs> it really is. And, and so I get incredibly nervous about sending emails and I feel nervous about asking the wrong person. And so I will do whatever it takes to not have to, to not have to do that or to not have to ask and look dumb or be redirected. And <laughs> gosh, yeah. it makes me nervous just thinking about it. My palms are all sweaty and I'm shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, gosh, yes. So solving problems due to discussion. Yes, but like with the people that I'm close to, I think that discussion can help a lot of things. But as far as my nine to five, well, really, I'm a teacher. So like seven to four. So for my seven to four, no, 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 no. I will try to solve everything on my own. I want to be the one that 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 just is under control. Uh, maybe it's a control thing. I, <laughs> I like to, if I have a problem, I'm going to solve it on my own. That's just the way that I, that I am in the workplace. The next one says open and willing to share. I think it depends on the context. So like the, the church setting that I talked about earlier, um, because of the setting and it's established as a safe place. And I mentor a lot of students and young adults I do my best to lead by example, so I go out of my way to be open and willing to share. In the workplace, um, I don't know, I feel like I don't want to be a bother, but also I don't, I don't know, um, <laughs> I guess there's, I have a lot of like things that I'm still working through when it comes to being myself in the workplace, and like I said earlier, it's just due to a lot of bad experiences, which um, has just kind of caused me a lot of um, a lot of setback as far as my growth in the workplace and, and as far as like my own well-being. So I that's kind of like <laughs> something that I'm working on, but open and willing to share. Not really. Um, if you ask about my day, I'll you know, probably just share surface level things. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I view workplace relationships in a very different way than just normal friendships. And it's something I'm working on. Um, but I guess in that, in that part, 
I don't identify with the extrovert in that way. The last one on here that I wanted to talk about is energized by socializing, which is a big no for me. I am not energized by socializing in the slightest. Um, I think that because I, I do share a lot of these traits with extroverts as far as being perceived as approachable and friendly and being willing to share, those take a lot of nerve to work up to. And when I'm doing these things, um, when I'm being, you know, friendly or going, being the first to talk to someone, although I don't mind, it's still something that I have to work up the nerve for. It's something that I'm going out of my comfort zone to do. And I do need my time afterwards to decompress. So that's kind of how I know for sure I'm an introvert. And um, yeah, these infographics were interesting. Um, I feel like there was a lot of good points on here. The biggest one is the energy, I think. And um, solving problems through discussion, I thought that one was cool. However, I feel like some of these are kind of limiting and don't encapsulate the full scope of what it means to be an introvert or an extrovert. Um, and I think that you can also have qualities of both. Like I just kind of um, sorted out with myself right now. So like for an extrovert, one of the points that I didn't talk about was love to talk. What? I feel like introverts love to talk too. Like I feel like that there's a there's just a lot going on, at least in my head, to where it's so nice when I, you know, work up the courage to be able to express it or I find the right words. A lot of the times when I don't want to talk, it's because I'm thinking about how to express what's in my head in the best way. Um, and maybe that's just a little perfectionist in me to where I have to be very intentional in what I say. Um, so I feel like that's kind of a limiting point of view. And for the introverts, um, there was one point that I didn't talk about where it says you're very self-aware. But I feel like extroverts can be, be incredibly self-aware. They can be very in tune as far as how does being social make them feel. Um, and they can totally, I think that's just kind of a limited point of view, those two points that I just discussed. Um, so, you know... Try to cross-reference websites if you are going to be exploring yourself in that way. Um, this is just one one website that I found to kind of break it down. Um, and there's plenty more out there, trust me. Um, I just thought that that was a good one to touch on for the podcast. Thank you for doing that internet deep dive with me. Talking it out really gave me some clarity as far as um, where I stand with my identity. And one of the things that was giving me trouble was that this this understanding that these are labels at the end of the day, but I wanted to understand why it meant so much to me. And I think it just means a lot to me because these are tools for understanding myself better. I think if I know better what my personality tendencies are, I know how to better manage them and check myself. And, you know, despite if there's science behind it or I know there's a lot of like skeptics when it comes to like Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and all those uh, tools but I think that when it comes to you know getting like that label some might see it as um, 
I think if you're reading through these descriptions and there's something that resonates with you, it says a truth about you. And sometimes I'll be reading about, you know, like my Myers-Briggs, for example, and and I'll read something that just kind of like resonates with um, my my pain and it kind of can break my heart in a sense to where I feel, you know, I, I feel like seen but also um, wanting to know where to go from there and I really think that that's ultimately what you know why I like indulging in these is because I learn about a lot more about myself not even by what label I get but by the descriptions and, and seeing what what resonates with me what sticks with me and it helps me give an idea of where I can fall short in life and how to pick myself back up. Maybe these have no correlation at all, but I just kind of wanted to relate it to a, uh, to a minute for the Enneagram. I've been doing a lot of research on the nine types and I'm not done. I really want to do a full episode on understanding my own Enneagram type, but just to touch on it real quick, one thing that I've uh, found interesting is that within each type, there's someone that or another type that they resonate with at their best and another type that they resemble at their worst and I think that's uh, something that I've been finding with this introvert extrovert so like I had mentioned over and over this podcast um, I've had a lot of um, hardships in the workplace to where it's made me distrustful or slow to trust and I've, I don't know, I've been on this long healing journey that's nowhere near over. Um, I've made a lot of progress, but I think that that's one of the, uh, one of the places where I'm an introvert out of self-defense. Um, it's kind of like an armor that I'll put up, um, when I do show, um, not even shyness, but just kind of like a, like surface level, uh, traits and, and just not willing to share everything and everything if I'm not asked about it. And at my best, you know, when I'm with my small circle of friends, like I can be, you know, extroverted and open. And, and when I'm at church, you know, that's my safe place. And so I will, you know, be a lot more social and I'm not as easily drained in those situations. So this is just kind of like an I wonder, but I wonder if if this if that's not even like related, but just if that connection makes sense. Do you find that true? Do you find that at your best, maybe you're more introverted, you pull back, you're a little more reflective, and maybe at your on your not so good moments or in your not safe spaces, um You feel the need to be more social or vice versa. Maybe you're more like me. Um, I don't know. That's just something that that just talking through it out loud. That's just something that I'm a little curious about. One place where I found a lot of clarity today was through my wonderful friend Jasmine Serna in her podcast, I Want You to Know. And she does a really great job of talking about her own mental health journey in the scope of the research she does and just... She just blends it all together so well to where she's just so well-spoken and well-read and it really shows and she's just so empathetic and caring 
and it just it just feels like she's like right there talking to me and so today is one of those days where I needed that and so I'm on my way home after my workout and you know after I work out it usually just relieves a lot of my anxiety but I just still felt like my head was a little too loud and so I wanted to get some quiet by listening to her podcast and so I put it on um, and the episode that I was on she was talking about this idea of being an introvert but her job requires her to have some of these extrovert qualities and because she's a swim coach and so she was talking about she does a lot of these more draining activities throughout the day where she has to project and much like me I'm in the same position where my job requires me to be on from the second the the kids walk in and that's not a bad thing but it's just a matter of me understanding myself I think that it it helps to know that because I am an introvert I really need to take it up a notch when I am on the job and and to pace myself in a sense um, so I don't get drained easily and so while I while I do think that there many may just see these as labels um I think it's so much more than that and I don't know, I just, I hope that this, this episode has kind of helped you navigate, um, some personality traits of your own that you'd want to explore deeper. And a lot of it is just out there on the internet, (laughs) really just research, cross-reference websites. I think I might've said this already, um, but just, just taking an an in-depth look at yourself can really help you understand how to navigate the world around you. And I think today I just needed to sort out some of that in my head because it's frustrating when I don't know when I'm trying to make sense of myself and my life but I don't know what's the next step and I think today I just because I just felt a little um not myself and and I just needed to just kind of I had these big questions on my mind and I'm just grateful for this platform where I'm able to just talk it out and if I can inspire just one person you know that that'd be enough um (laughs) and even if if nobody is listening you know I think that it's just great to be able to process and and talk out loud and sometimes we need that so wherever you are whenever whenever time of day it is for you I just hope that your head is doing well and (laughs) you found some quiet and some peace in your day, whether it's through listening to this podcast or going on a drive or just, um, you know, getting that good feeling of, of doing something productive and checking that off of your to-do list. So that pretty much wraps up this episode. I know it was entirely spontaneous. I had no idea how deep we were going to go, but before I go, there was something that I kind of wanted to um, just share with you all before I go. And I've mentioned a lot the Myers-Briggs personality types, and I kind of wanted to share my own. So I am an INFP. And some websites call me like, uh, or call this type the mediator. The one I'm on calls it the healer. Um, these are just caricatures. So it's not the end all be all, but, um, there's a lot of good stuff here as far as finding my own truth. And there was this one part I wanted to read. Let me look for it. Um, so the acronym 
It stands for introverted, intuitive, feeling, and perceiving. So this type of person uh, focuses a lot on like their ideals uh, and, and just abstract concepts rather than uh, like facts and details. So I'm very like intuitive um, and I thought it was interesting that I got perceiving because I very much so like to be planned and organized. This podcast I feel like is the one time where I try to break out of that in order to um, be spontaneous and to let myself have some freedom. Maybe I'm considered perceiving because and because I'm most myself when I'm spontaneous. I don't know. I need to do more research on that. Um, where was the part I really wanted to get into? It says, INFPs value authenticity and want to be original in the things that they do. Um, they're often concerned with a search for meaning and truth within themselves. Uh, hello, that's like this whole podcast and why I made it. So that's an example of some of the information you can find with your Myers-Briggs types. And there's tons of websites out there that help you make sense of it. The one that I had just gone to is truity.com. So that's a new one. I haven't checked it out a whole lot, but I, I really like it so far. Let me do some more research on there. So um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in for this episode of Pink Space Dream. I know this one was a little different. Um, this was a, definitely a reflection episode, but this is when there was a lot in my brain. And I really feel a lot more at peace after recording this one. So thank you for coming along for the ride. <laughs>